Welcome back to Bit Different, everybody. This is Satine. And this is Rob. Hello. You needed a beat to it, Rob. Like that. I'm like jazz. I'm like <laughs> all over the place. You don't know what I'm going to do. Skitty scat that. I'm all. <laughs> no, that is not the theme. Sorry. It's okay. How are you? <laughs> Jazzy. Good. Oh, yeah. Me too. Without a predictable cadence. What's cadence mean? It's just like a beat. You know, a rhythm. Oh, I like that. All right. Yes. Word of the week. Done. Check. (laughs) (laughs) So what have you been up to? Um, Keith was here. How was uh, that? Last weekend. It was really fun to see him. Got the band back together for a weekend. And um, then I went to a 80s birthday party for my friend Margaret. And I got all dolled up in my finest 80s makeup. Nice. My finest 80s hair. And I wore all of my mom's outfits. So I had this... Really fun, like black dress with like studded sleeves, <laughs> an oversized um, jacket with uh, uh, shoulder pads. Oh man, I feel like I just see a picture of this. How could you not? I've posted it on Insta. Oh, I and um, and then I also had like a star earring, so it kind of looked like gem in the holograms. That's pretty fabulous. I'm not gonna lie, it was magical. Oh my god. Right on top so of that good. rose. That right jacket on top of that. <laughs> everything. Yeah. That's real good. Thank you. Oh, and here's a close up of the makeup because it's true. It's it's very dramatic. There's a lot going on there. That eye. Yeah, isn't it good? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, I did that dance all night. A guy who had a girlfriend who was at the party asked me for his asked he asked me for my number and I said, Isn't that your girl over there? And he was like, well, we're not together together. And I said, if I asked her, would she say the same thing? And he was like, I don't know. And then I was like, no, thanks. Bye. And that was how we ended the night. So that will always be remembered as 80s party. 80s party. (laughs) Oh, and I had the DJ play Send Me an Angel. Nice. And um, Olivia Newton-John, Twist of Fate. Which is the prom song they play on season two of Stranger Things, if you remember. So, yeah, it was was a lot of fun. And then I'm going to Utah, which is why we're recording this earlier than normal. So if we miss some news, it's because this is earlier than we usually record. Because the sun is up. The sun is up. It's also several days early. And it's like... Three days early, and but that's okay because we're still gonna be fabulous. Yes. Hi, Rob. What you up to, girl? Um, well, not a lot, but mostly work. Um, and um, it's funny. I feel bad. I'm not seeing a lot of stuff that's happening on social media right now because I realize I'm having some sort of like weird FOMO where I'm signing in and just not really getting a whole lot out of it. And so I've um, deleted Facebook from my phone. Ooh, yeah. Um, like nice. my account's not going anywhere, but like I'm trying to remove the sort of constant checking of it that I think is kind of damaging to me. And I've like buried Twitter and Instagram like deep in my phone where I actually have to go find the icons. Like they're, they're not where they normally are. Oh, that's smart. So I did the same thing with Facebook, but I still have the twits because of bit different. Well, and that's the reason I didn't delete Twitter and Instagram actually was because of the podcast. Um, But for the most part, I probably would have deleted those apps as well. And what about Jim? How are you going to stay in touch with Jim? I still have Facebook Messenger. Oh, yeah, that's true. I forgot. Okay. Um, you know, so it's the first time that them separating those into two apps is actually beneficial for me. Um, what else is happening? Um, very big stuff's happening in me and Todd's lives. We bought some Bombas socks. 
aka the sock that used to advertise in every single podcast uh we bought i bought four pairs for me and four pairs for him they are some of the most expensive socks i've ever bought but they are absolutely amazing so <laughs> like this is not a sponsored post this is not me trying to sell anything like i'm just saying i bought these like socks tempur-pedic cool. socks or what they, they use like a different type of cotton i think and um the coolest thing for me is um i like an ankle sock but um because like i have really thick calves and can- and ankles and sort of borderline cankles and so like <laughs> okay. any sort of sock that goes above the ankle tends to leave like marks in my calves uh, and it like hurts okay um and so I- i've actually had to trim socks that have gone too high before with scissors just put a zipper on the back well like these are great because like these are ankle socks that actually stay where they're supposed to and they have an extra sort of like little extra kind of fluffy collar around them almost that um is not super noticeable to the eye but it makes it so it protects your heel from overly zealous backs of shoes hmm. um i i got i got some for me and some for todd and they've been really cool i love how that's your life-changing story right there oh my god yes <laughs> no it's like i sort of realize like i'm in my mid-30s like why do i have like underwear with holes in it or socks that don't match like why do i have any sort of like basics like yeah. that i know are weird but like no one else will know like no one knows that there's holes in my underwear but like i do and i know i don't <laughs> Todd does. i don't i know I, I don't feel like a master of my universe anymore so like i've been trying to like buy new basics for my life to sort of like i bought myself a nice pen because my old pen just ran out of ink that i use at work and so like, i bought myself a good pen why don't you just buy like a whole bunch of nice stuff on amazon or wherever and then just dump all the rest of it well i think this is gonna be a thing where i'm like gradually just upgrading all my stuff to like these good things i like and then just getting rid of all the old shit smart like oh if a sock has a hole in it it is getting thrown away like we're not going to be like oh it's good on this type of of usage kind of a day no it's trash i would do the same thing but oh wait i'm poor (laughs) I can't afford a sock. I can barely afford to live in a shoe. <laughs> the rent's too high. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what else is happening. Um, we, Todd and I finally watched Justice League. Oh, yes. Tell me more. That was a movie. Yeah. Like, it's weird. I I don't... It's, I, it's, I, like, it's did, like a TV episode. Yeah, I just really <laughs> didn't care. But, like, it was fine. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't good. It was fine. I rewatched it the other day. And I was like, the same thing. It's whatever. Well, it's like, and it's weird because like my favorite part of it was probably the Flash. Like he is a bit much, but also I enjoyed him the most. Yeah. I think of everything. He had the cool sequences where he runs around really fast in the room. I was like, him and Quicksilver always have like the cool. I was like, where did I see that? Yeah, Quicksilver. I was like, I feel like I've seen a scene like this before. He and Quicksilver have all the cool sequences in movies now. But yeah, I don't know. I I liked it. It was fun. Like, it was, you know, it was fine. Yeah. Gal looked beautiful. And if anything, and she was way underutilized. Like, you know, um. And Always I'm, agreed. And from what I've heard, like, I guess in the original cut or the original script, like... She was C- even less. Cyborg was the heart of the movie. And if yeah. anything, they cut his character down significantly. If anything, I felt the movie took too long to bring... Spoiler alert. Uh, too long to bring Superman back. Uh-huh. We all knew it was coming, and it took an hour and a half. And um, too much Batman. Um, I do like Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne, I, but I realize he's not a good Batman. He looks kind of weird too. He has yeah. like a the suit doesn't fit him well the way I like 
the suit to fit. I think it's that Frank Miller suit, which is like, you know, super like big in the chest and the little snub ears. Yeah. He looks like he's just like eating some bad shellfish. He looks very swollen. Get swollen. That's it. Yeah. He just looks swollen. Yeah. Like it doesn't look muscly anymore. It just looks like he has a problem. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, it's like dad bought Batman. Yeah. It's a little <laughs> weird. Um, and then lastly, um, there's been like some endings in our lives. Uh, Broad City is over. We all saw that coming because you've been saying it for I weeks. Know, but like, oh, it didn't make it any easier. It was a beautiful ending to the series. Um, Really, really sad it's over. Luckily, Todd and I are still watching it from the beginning right now. So we're like oh, midway nice. through season uh, two, I think, right now. Sweet. So we still have quite a bit more to go. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And then also Crazy Ex-Girlfriend ended last week. Oh, it's another one I've only seen like the first season of. It's so funny and it's so smart. And it's so over now. It's so over now. But luckily, I mean, the cool thing is both those shows knew that it was their final seasons and they wrote final seasons to match. It's not like they ended it with any weird cliffhangers where it's like, well, what now? It's like yeah. they ended the show as they wanted to end them. That's good. Yeah. And yeah. some of them That's still, always the best. You know, they leave a lot of open, you know, stuff to be done, but like it is how they felt they should end. Not... Like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll be back in, you know, five months with more stories. Like, oh, no, these are not coming back. Yeah. They are over. They they wrapped it up. Yeah. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. So what you playing? Well, I um, I um there's some other things I saw. Oh, I thought, I thought there was more stuff you were up to. Well, I, you know, I wanted to just switch back and forth oh. so I wasn't talking for. No, oh, then hit me. Tell me more. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And what did you think? I saw think? you just put your drink down because yes. you couldn't wait to talk about this. Right. Okay, so Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Without giving any spoilers away, I loved it. <laughs> um, Woo! Which I knew I would. It's a cartoon, so I love that already. Um, Spider-Man is probably one of the Marvel characters that I've loved every every time he's in the film or his own films. I've loved them so far. Um, I mean, at least the new ones, not the Tobey Maguire ones, which were fine too. Um, and I loved how it made fun of Spider-Man three, right? Yeah, right. Like, it has the right amount it of Deadpool self-awareness yeah. to it, just the right amount. Yeah, and I loved um. Gwen Stacy, Gwen mm. Spider Gwen. Yeah. I thought she was dope. She, yeah. Did you watch all the post-credit sequences? I think so. There's one at the very, very, very end where they introduce a new Spider-Man. Ninety-nine. Twenty ninety-nine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. With the pointing. The reason I don't think that's really Easter egg anymore because it's shown all over like YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube. So people see it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. That was cute. I remember buying twenty ninety nine when it first came out. Me too. Yeah, um, I really liked <laughs> Peter B. Parker, so, aka so Dad Bod Spider Man. <laughs> so Jake Johnson as Spider Man. So hot. <laughs> he is so hot. I mean, does he actually look like that? The actor, Jake Johnson. Yeah. I mean, I, he's I, not the most fit person. He's he's Nick Miller from the New Girl. Okay. The one that looks like his nose has been broken a few times. Okay. I'll have to go back and look. I'm really bad with names. He's the he's the tech guy in Jurassic World, the first Jurassic World. Um, the one who's wearing the old Jurassic Park shirt and he gets in trouble for it. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's kind of a slob, but like he's kind of like cute about it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, I think Peter B. Parker's hotter. But Yeah. It was good. Um I like the villains. 
that they introduced. Yup. Um, the Prowler. How cool is the Prowler? Yeah, the Prowler was fun. He kind of reminded me of like a... Not necessarily a... What am I trying to think? Like, from... What's that movie? Kick-Ass? He reminded me mm-hmm. like a kick-ass villain. Okay. I liked I liked their take on Doc Ock. Doc Ock was Dobok. And uh, the Kingpin looked like a giant Easter egg. Or as Honest Trailers would say, bigger boss baby. (laughs) 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 So, uh, yeah, that was pretty fun. Yeah, I just thought it was cool. The animation style was really legit. The music was great. And, um, yeah, cool effects. And uh, how cool is Miles? I love Miles. And his dad. I didn't even talk about Miles. I love Miles. And I like, yeah, the relationship with the family. And... Yeah, it's a really cute story. And Miles, they needed more non-white people in Marvel. <laughs> I think it's. I think that movie is honestly like one of my favorite movies of last year. I I loved it so much. Yeah, it could probably have been one of mine too, if I think about it. Um, I saw Us. What'd you think of Us? It's just a little Us. Um, it was good, kind of. Not quite what I was expecting. The more you think about it, the more it falls apart. But it's very cool, though. When I was watching the movie, it was just falling apart before my eyes because I had guessed the ending way towards... They telescope that way early. They telescope it way early and... and Or telegraph? What's the word? Telecommunicate. No, it's pretty clear way ahead of time that that's going to happen. I like telescopes. You can see far into the future. Yeah. The distance. I like no, that. That's the thing where it's like on the on the podcast when we talked about it. I was like, yeah, the ending, like the you know the like the I twist, call it a twist, but yeah. like the twist. I was like, it's weird that everyone's talking about it so much because to me it doesn't really feel like that big of a revelation. Yeah, that I don't really think it should affect your overall interpretation of the movie yeah. because it's not surprising, right? But like, but the interesting thing is though, its ending actually creates larger implications for the whole story, which actually is kind of interesting because it's it's a twist where you think like, oh, yeah, well, your big gotcha moment I saw coming. Oh, wait, that means this and this and this. Oh, that's actually kind of interesting now. So it's this weird like twist that the more you think about it, the more it enriches the experience, even though it feels very gotcha and shitty at the time. Well, it definitely, um, as you watch, it falls apart, like you said, before your eyes. Yeah, the logic of that movie does not make sense. Nah, and... Characters behave in ways that people really wouldn't behave. And, like, especially in situations of, like, urgency, it's like, why did that happen? Why did this person go there and nobody else is following them? Why is this happening? It does, some things just don't make, like, add up. And it it took me out of the film a few times. It was fun. It was filmed in Santa Cruz, so it was really fun to be, like, in Santa Cruz again. Um, and they filmed, I'll just call it the fire scene, literally around the block from um, our house there. So it was kind of fun to just to see. I was That's like, cool. I was like, okay, so they just went down our street this way. How did they end up here? Oh, it yeah. made no sense. Because well, <laughs> like, nobody would know. Yeah, it's like any movie that's shot in LA. It's like, well, let's leave our downtown loft. And in five minutes, we'll be at Venice Beach. Yeah. And then we'll go to Beverly Hills in that order. And it's like. Well, no. I know. It doesn't make... Just because it... Another thing to just take me out of the film, because I was like, wait, that doesn't make sense. (laughs) Yeah. But it was fun. 
The only other thing I would say is Lost Boys did sound to Cruz better. It made it more fun in Lost Boys. The soundtrack was definitely better. And and um, I don't know if they were in competition they with weren't. each other. They weren't. I'm just saying, I feel like Us makes Santa Cruz seem really fucking creepy. Well, that's what it's trying yes. to do. But Lost Boys did the same thing, except it was cool creepy. It wasn't like... Oh my well, that's god! Because everyone wants to fuck a vampire. I re- that's it. It's true. I really do that. <laughs> like, Speaking of vampires, did you hear there's going to be a Mor- Morpheus film? Morbius? Mor- What's that vampire? The Marvel one? Oh, is it Mobius? I don't know. I have to look it up. There's a film coming. <laughs> yep. News. All right. Then. Sorry, I had coffee, so I'm going to be scatterbrain, scatterbrain. You're going to be <laughs> Skitter, uh, sc- uh, skimble, scamble. <laughs> I'm going to be super skimble, scamble. <laughs> I'm going to look him up right now. Marvel Vampire. All right, then. <laughs> I typed Marvel Marble. <laughs> Marvel Marble. <laughs> what is in your coffee? I don't, I don't know, but it's probably a bad idea to drink it right now. <laughs> yes, the Irish up that coffee a little bit. Morbius. Morbius. Okay. The Living Vampire. Oh, yeah. Jared Leto's playing him. That's right. Oy. At least that's. It's probably like another joke, and I'm like, "Dear Hollywood, let other people work, please." I wonder if this is real. I hope not, but whatever. If it's good, it's good. Yeah. Till then, I guess I should just not worry. I do like the character Morbius, though. Do you know who he is? Apparently, he's a Marvel vampire. That's all I've put together. Girl, he's that dude. Oh, okay. Yeah, he seems familiar. Yeah. So. All right, cool. All right, Moving then. on. So what are you playing? Oh, yeah. Well, I played Borderlands 2, the Handsome Jack collection with somebody I know. Wee! That was you. Um, it was a lot of fun. We did the three-player mode on one screen. So it was like a three-player split screen. Hard for me to see because I didn't like glasses on. Luckily, Rob has a 200-inch, <laughs> 400 HD television, 4 million HD television. These are all, all exaggerations. No, false. And yeah, but it was fun. It was fun, though. Yeah, it's like, so you, me, and Todd were able to do some good three-player Borderlands. I was inspired by the announcement of Borderlands 3, to, uh, and then the UHD pack that they just released for um, PS4 Pro and Xbox One X. Yeah. And so, yeah. So it was a fun excuse to sort of, like, play some Borderlands. And, like, and especially the Handsome Jack collections on sale for, like, 15, 15 bucks. Right now. So um, it was a thing Thank of, like... Thank you for my present, Rob. Of course. Yeah, so I bought it for Satine. I was like, you have to buy this. So we let's start it together, which I'm glad that Todd played. He normally doesn't play stuff like that. But I think now he'll want to play it some more. Yeah, he said he doesn't like first-person shooters, but it's kind of like a cartoon. Yeah, and it's like a first-person... I mean, it is a shooter, but like it just has such like a goofy quality to it, and the co-op part helps. So I think he's he's, yeah. he's not playing it alone. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's not going to play Borderlands by himself. Right. But like I think he'll definitely be social and hang out and play it. Cute. I like that. And you, I can also play from my house with the saved data that we saved over at your place yep. on my screen and still continue on it's like playing in the future i know it's real life though right um what else you been playing and um, the only other thing i've been playing is i keep thinking i'm getting towards the end of Thronebreaker, but they keep throwing me a a curveball so it's like witcher 3 where you think it's about to end and it never is 
Yeah. And the maps, as you keep going, keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And this map is in the freaking swamp. But I think this is the last map because remember when I gave the mythology back in the day, I said that Queen Meave and Geralt of Rivia, they meet at their Yoruga to fight the Nilfgaardian army. And that was like a turning point. And that's when Geralt became Geralt of Rivia because he was knighted. Yes. Do you remember that? Do you remember, how could you not remember that, Rob? I believe I do remember that. Not specific location stuff, but I remember mm-hmm. you saying that, like, he gets the namesake from the end of Thronebreaker. Yeah. But, like, it's just funny hearing you go into all these, like, very proper nouns of the uh, Witcher world because it's hilarious. Yeah, I love it. And, um, yeah. So, we're at the Yoruga. At least the marshland around it. So Yoruga is just also a funny word because it's very close to a Yoruga Jamaica. Ooh. <laughs> I'm gonna remix that song to just Witcher like places. <laughs> so oh Yoruga, get ready for that, you bitches. Um, yeah, where are you playing? Well, I'm playing more of the Division Two, and um, when it went down for maintenance last time I was playing, I actually played a little bit of Destiny Two again. Because I realized that I hadn't finished uh, the Forsaken campaign. Man, like, I'm enjoying Desti- the Division 2 a lot. Uh, but also, Destiny 2 is still really fun. I'm having a really good time even just, like, dabbling in that. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm doing a lot more of these, like, ongoing games now. Nice. And then also I'm playing Sekiro. Um, still, slowly, very cautiously. Um, right now I'm two bosses down. And I have I've uh, met the third boss and yeah he's he's not very nice does he hurt you he has hurt me pretty badly twice now because i died twice do i need to talk to his mother possibly yes hmm yeah so um but yeah it's still happening very slowly but i'm enjoying it yeah it's beautiful it's a very cool looking game i don't think i have the patience for it (laughs) you saw part of my farming path did not actually make that look easy and that was a long farming path i thought it was like this cute little back and forth no this was like a whole journey maze so i was like well might not be my my cup of tea it is very cool but yeah it's not for everyone it might not be my warm cup of sake yes there you go my well, they matcha. drink tea in... Matcha? They also drink just t- tea, I thought, in Japan. They do, but I'm trying to go through all of them. Got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you hear me walk away and leave where you just start throwing out all the things <laughs> that it could be in Japan. Yeah, and people are going like, what is she talking about? <laughs> it's not my spicy tuna roll. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, my God. I want a spicy tuna roll now. It sounds really good, doesn't it? Yeah, let's anyway, order some. Is it time for us to learn anything? Yeah, oh, well, you know, it totally is. And the word of the week... You haven't looked up yet. Is... You are slowly looking it up on your phone. I couldn't find the app. But you know what? That's wrong because... Ooh! This is... I mean, you'll get this, but that's okay. Word of the week is... Multiverse. Multiverse. That's fun. Yeah. What's the idea of like, what, several parallel universes or uh, dimensions, right? Yeah. A hypothetical collection of identical or diverse universes, including our own. There you go. It's a noun. So now whenever they say the Spider-Man, Spider-Verse, Multiverse, DC, Marvel. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. It means what I just said. There you go. (laughs) So, yeah. Steven, where are you going? Trying to sneak out? 
Steven! Wow. How dare you? Wow. Then go. Then Bye. go. And don't look back. Um, wow. So Steven's going where we are not wanted. We'll just stay here then. Yeah. Go get me some Oreos. And is it time for the vinyl frontier? Oh, it is. It's time. It's nice. So, um, yeah, some stuff's happened. Uh, Data Discs just announced their three LP limited edition set of Thunder Force 4, uh, originally for the Master System. Um, they did a black vinyl version, a blue vinyl version, and a uh, like a gray and blue marble. Mm-hmm. Nice. And um, also, Laced Records announced their four LP set for the Devil May Cry 5 soundtrack. Ooh. Um, which, like, I bought the Thunder Force one. I did not buy Devil May Cry. I enjoyed the game, but, like, the music is just a little hokey on purpose, and I'm just not a big fan of that sort of, like, Japanese hard rock kind of, you know, thing that they do. Yeah. Um, it's very fitting for the game, and it's very cute while I'm playing it, but I don't want to listen to it on its own. Um, however, I did on eBay find a copy of the soundtrack of Ruiner, that game that I finished earlier this year, that has that super cool, like, um, I don't know what the genre is, but it's this sort of, like, uh, interesting, you know, very modern synthwave kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I got uh, I got that a couple of days ago, so I was really excited about that. Nice. That sounds awesome. Me. So that's the, the end of the Vinyl Frontier. Should I be pumping any breaks or anything? You shouldn't because no. <laughs> I can't read anymore. There's no jam to speak of. There's no jam. But there is plenty of news. All right. There is plenty of news. So let's get to that. You may start. Um, do you have a pen handy? I because do. my pen, I can't cross stuff off my agenda because my pen just died. Your new fancy pen you just bought? No, that's an old pen. Oh, gotcha. Um, my fancy pen's for work. Oh. Well, um, I saw some quick stuff that's kind of interesting. Um, so I haven't read this fully um, or seen the thing that I'm about to talk about, but uh, I think it's interesting that right now we're hearing so much about the making of video games and how potentially uh, destructive it is to the staff that makes them and that sort of stuff. Like we're seeing more and more articles about, you know, crunch and how Are you talking it about things. a particular company or just in general? Well, we've seen a lot of sort of exposés or, or talk. Like I know Rockstar was in trouble for talking about their crunch weeks. Um, and, um, I know that, you know, there was earlier a lot of talk about Andromeda and how that went wrong. Um, there was a very long article written by, um, Jason Schreier at Kotaku called How Anthem Went Wrong. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I haven't read it fully, but it's been TLDR'd to me several times, mm-hmm. uh, by a couple of different people. And it I just, read it. it seems like a really interesting article about, you know, just, uh, sort of the culture that creates games and how some things will dictate art and just how time squeezes people and creates odd working conditions and we end up with what we get. Um, also, there's another one along the same lines. There's a, a documentary on Netflix right now called Playing Hard, and it's about the making of For Honor. Oh. And they inter- they, they in, uh, interview, I believe, three people who were, like, fairly high up in the development of that game. And that game launched pretty well, but I think it was just one of those, like, where um, a lot of people working on it didn't quite have the experience that they anticipated, or it kind of turned them off from game development. Um, but, I mean, I haven't watched it yet. But uh, I do think it's interesting. I mean, and I know that a lot... Both Wait, of- it's an it's a article, or it's a... The, do- the For Honor thing is a documentary on Netflix. Oh, I know you just said that, but I was in my head. I was just thinking an article. Okay, um, but yeah, like between that and the anthem thing, it's just kind of interesting. Like you know, the I think we're starting to try to get these, or people are trying to do these sort of exposés now, 
um, that are yeah. kind of unofficial where like they're interviewing people that maybe shouldn't be or that aren't officially media cleared or whatever. But um, I think it's interesting. Like, I don't know, you know, obviously I want to believe people, but also, you know, in the world I work in and stuff, it's the thing where, you know, obviously I want to give everyone their fair chance to sort of speak about their side of stuff. Yeah, no, I hear you. It's, it's a double-sided or double-edged sword, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do believe that there are harsh conditions and there's a lot of pressure and, and it's mostly because they put such unrealistic dates on these games and they, cause they want them out by a certain time because they don't want to keep spending all this money without seeing a profit in return. Yeah. But if you're going to put out a flop, you might as well put another year of money into it. So you get the, the decent, I mean, because the the uh, was it Bioware who put out Anthem? Bioware developer EA was publisher. Okay, yeah. So Bioware has put out a few flops in a row. Yeah, they've had two two not great game launches in a row. And I think their last really big hit was what Dragon Age Inquisition. I believe so. Yeah, that was like the beginning of PlayStation Four. That was like one of their first launches, I think, or. So it's just crazy that it's unfortunate. And that's also what happens when you have people in different parts of the world trying to all collaborate on one game. And we're not in the same, you know, they're not in the same studio and different things are going through different channels. Well, and also when you're laying off sometimes tech and business decisions drive stuff. Like I know that, um, you know, at least in the Anthem article, one thing that is spoken of I think fairly frequently is the fact that they were, you know, they had to use the Frostbite engine. Yeah. And that was a similar thing with Andromeda, where, like, yeah. the Frostbite engine is a wonderful engine. When it's used, not for this open world yeah, type. When used in the right capacity, it's, it's a spectacular engine, but you can't quite force it onto uh, a scale of game that it's not meant to support. Yeah, it's more for, like, a story-based game that follows a path, where these are, like, do whatever the fuck you want in the sandbox, and it's just, like... Frostbite is like, I don't know what to fucking do. I wasn't made for this. Yeah, well, so. like all the open world sort of exploration stuff, like the planet exploration in Andromeda was especially bad um, just because I think it, you know, yeah, they were used to a different uh, type of world engine. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I do love Bioware games, though. I do. and So it's really unfortunate. Yeah, I, I think, like, you know, they just need one good one to sort of reclaim their place where everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, Bioware, that's what we love about them. Yeah. You know? But, yeah, it's like right now, I mean, it's funny because Anthem, like, I, what I played of the demo, I had fun when it worked. Um, it just didn't feel like it was done yet. And so I'm more than happy to play Anthem once I kind of get the go-ahead from a lot of people that have been playing it mm-hmm. that, like, this is the game. Like, This is what they wanted to yeah, show you. because at least, like, with The Division 2 and with Destiny 2, I kind of feel like I'm playing what they wanted me to play. Yeah. And if I don't like it, then cool. It's not the game for me. But um, to play it when it's not quite finished and then to dislike it feels like a disservice to the game. Yeah, because I think Anthem was in development for seven years around there, six or seven years. But the rumor is like what we're playing now was worked on for what, like two? Right. So they didn't start actual production of the game until like a year and a half before it was due on market. So 
the first five years, there was nothing. It was just like they're trying to work out the kinks. Or they've made a prototype that ended up changing so significantly it wasn't yeah. the same game anymore. Plus also their creative director or somebody on top who's in some type of director, I forget who it was, but they left the company and then they needed somebody else to come in and change, change the dynamic and decisions just had to be made that people like it just took a while for them to all get on the same page. I think that was the main problem. Yeah. So, yeah. So hopefully Anthem will be fixed and they did use destiny two as an example of it didn't, start well as and it didn't start strong but it has turned into the game that it wanted it to that it wanted to be and at least technically it always worked yeah and technically it always works so i think maybe anthem has that um that hopeful hopeful future and then another thing that they mentioned in the article is that the developers knowing this game and making this game knew it was a destiny type game like it was a similar game yeah but because of the game the culture of the company apparently they could not mention destiny because they didn't want to be compared to it they couldn't even talk about what destiny did right so and that was the problem because how can since destiny is the leader in that sort of market how could you not talk about them and compare and like okay this is what they did right we need to do that and then some more yeah but if you're not talking about it you don't Nobody knows what to compare it to. Because yeah, I think Destiny is the new. I'd say the like the base level. If your game is not as good as something like Destiny or The Division, yeah, then you have to at least get it there. Because then you have to figure out what you do differently and yeah. do better. But like, yeah, as a start at Destiny and then yeah. take off from there. If you're gonna be a new entry point, you have to be at least as good as the market leaders. Yeah, that's what Apex Legend did. It's yeah. like these are the sandbox games or the um, battle, battle royales. Royale. So we're going to match that, and then we're going to make it different. Yeah, and how are we doing something different? Well, let's bring the Titanfall speed and and sort of, like, skill yeah, to this. Yeah, and the easier, like, um, mechanics that yeah. people can, like, get into pretty easy. So, yeah, well, good luck to Bioware. Good luck to all of them. Well, do you want to do some of your news before I... Yeah, so the Joker trailer launched. Yeah. Did you see it? I did. What do you think? Um, I, I liked it. Um, I mean, the trailer, I thought, you know, was kind of what like you expect it to be and that it's you know sort of gritted with laughter um but yeah like the fact that the movie seems to be this sort of like slice of life 70s movie that's not quite a superhero movie yeah i think it seems really interesting like i was not a believer from the costume test but all the the footage i'm seeing of this movie looks very cool it just like every time i i've seen it a few times the trailer and I, all i have in the back of my head is Gacy, 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 Gacy. Yeah, it does definitely. So scary. It does feel much more grounded in creating a real monster mm-hmm. than creating a supervillain. Yeah, but yeah. it's that makes it kind of scarier. And it's based on like tragedies that could happen in real life. So yeah, yeah. No, it, it looks very cool. I'm excited, and it like, and they say it is a one-off film, so it's not part of the universe. Well, I'm glad that DC is embracing single films instead of the DCU. Thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Because then now they have more like, they have more um, freedom to do like indie type movies like this. Yeah. They can do these standalones that are actually like on their own good without having to worry about messing up canon across multiple franchises. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice. What you got? Well, um, Assassin's Creed for 2020 may have been um, hinted at in The Division 2. 
Oh. In like uh, one of the like in like the Potomac performance center or whatever um there's a bunch of posters that say for valhalla or to valhalla and it has like a picture of a viking holding like a weapon and in their right hand they're holding a golden orb that looks a lot like the apple of eden and so um a lot of people are theorizing that this is them um announcing or at least nodding that the next assassin's creed will involve vikings in some way Mm -hmm. so that seems like that could be neat but i think they actually confirmed did they yeah because there are posters all over packs oh with with this and people they didn't say what it was but people guessed it and then the whoever from the company on tweeted and said yes we're doing vikings that's cool Well, like they've already gotten some great Viking combat stuff down for For Honor, so it makes sense to sort of use that that work they've already yeah. done or that knowledge and apply it to a different franchise. That's true. Um, so next up, um, I know we mentioned before that Nintendo was adding Labo to bring in like a VR element. Yeah. Well, they are adding VR elements to both Super Mario Odyssey and Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Oh, wow. So That'd be cool. I think this will be the first Labo thing I end up buying, because that sounds pretty neat. Yeah. So I will do that. Odyssey never really sparked my interest, but to play Breath of the Wild... Mario Odyssey is so good. I know, that's what everybody says. I know, I get it. I get it, girl. I get it. I know. People love it. You gotta turn on that switch. Gotta flip that switch. I will when Bayonetta comes out. <laughs> well, one and two are already out there, and you haven't played two yet. I've seen a lot of footage, though. It's going to be play. full of excuses forever. I, you know what? Until yes. Cuphead comes out, maybe? Then will you do that? Yeah, I want to do Cuphead. There you go. I wanted that game. Cool. Okay, Cuphead. <laughs> um. So um, the PlayStation game, or I guess it's, I know it for PlayStation, but I think it's on other platforms, called Fury, F-U-F-R, or F-U-R-I. Um, they have added a new invincibility mode um, so people can play through the game, um, which is sort of a boss rush game. People can play through it without the added challenge of the game just by having invincibility. So you can experience what the game is doing with its colors and sounds. You can actually just experience it. Mm-hmm. Also, it's a good practice tool for speedrunners. Um, which I thought was interesting because I know a lot of people would be like, well, it removes all the challenge if you're just going to go through it. But I don't know. There, there's something weird about games and that, like, even if you really want to see the rest of a game, you may never get to if yeah. you're just not good enough. Yeah. And so, um, I, you know, around the same time I saw this article, I saw an article saying that, like, no easy mode in a game has ever made it worse. Like, and there was a picture of Sekiro where a lot of people are really hoping that they do an easy mode for Sekiro just so you could see it and play through the game and witness it. Um, which, you know, it'd be nice since there's no co-op. But, like, I know that there's already been um, modders that have added an easy mode to the PC version of Sekiro. Well, I'm glad you brought this up. Because, yeah, I I understand both sides of the story. Um, Back when we were growing up, though, they made games so you actually could not beat them. They were just that difficult. So we grew up. Learning that you can't win everything you without can't. cheat codes, like full on cheat codes. Like Game Genie, you had to buy a whole separate thing, and yeah, because they weren't they were made for hardcore people well, they were who made to earn quarters. Well, I'm talking like just Nintendo, well, yeah, but like, like even Mega ins- Man. They're still inspired by arcade shooters, I think. Did you ever beat Mega Man the first one? Me- not the first one, no, just Mega yeah, Man two because it was so difficult. Yeah. Ghosts and Goblins. No, fuck that game. Never, fuck that game. Never going to beat that. It, it's impossible. And so, I, 
so I get it. Like some games are just too hard for somebody to beat sometimes. Yeah. And they want it that way. That's the way it was made. I mean, yeah, I do want to see the story. I like how to see a story pans out. But well, I don't I mean, know. That's it, what YouTube is for, I guess. At least we do have that as yeah. an option. So I get it. It's hard it's hard to say. I mean, yeah. maybe that I, I do think well maybe the easy mode should be there. But you're not going to get the full game. That's true. You'll like, get 70% no. of the game. Okay. So you'll miss some things. Or maybe you won't get the, the best ending. Or, you know, yeah. so I there are ways around it. Because they used to do that in other games where, like, okay, easy mode. You could get to this point, but and then like, that's yeah, you're it. you denied the, the last act or whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, they've not, I've definitely seen stuff like that happen. So, yeah. So the, there's ways around it. But, I, I mean, it's... Ultimately, up to the developer yeah. and what the creator and what they decide. So, yeah. So, what else you got? Um. So, did you hear about the fiasco for the Borderlands 3 PAX presentation? Did you see it? Tell me all about it. Okay. This was kind of like not their fault for... um, Who? who? Gearbox? Gearbox, thank you. It was not Gearbox's fault. They had... Unfortunately, PAX, unfortunately, Gearbox didn't bring their own personal equipment. Oh, God. And because PAX only had its things streaming off of laptops, it just could not, it could not, it could not stream this game. It was 4K, it was too big, it was breaking, it was jittery. So when they actually showed the trailer, it was a hot mess. It was skipping, it was unfortunate. Luckily, you could go on YouTube and see it, and it was right there, and it was fun. Um, the presentation <laughs> was so bad. It was like a magic show. Oh, well, Randy Pitchford, it, he does like magic. Like, no, I know. I, I get that. Now. And that's great, except it was a trick that went on for well, that, 20 minutes. Well, was that them killing time while they were figuring out their tech? No. It was actually part this of the show. This is before. This is uh, part of the show. Because I know they announced a Borderlands card game via a card trick. Yeah. Which was fine, but because it went on for so long, it was like, is this a joke? <laughs> <laughs> and then they couldn't get the, the film to run after. And so then they decided to try to play it again, and it didn't work again. And then they tried to play it again, and they got through it again. It still had problems, but it wasn't perfect. It was it was just really unfortunate um, that all this went down because it must have been freaking stressful. Yeah. Um, I personally blame PAX because their shit should be up to date, even though I think PAX is great, but it's unfortunate that that happened. Um, but yeah, Borderlands 3 looks fun. Yeah. But go watch... The trailer, do not watch the PAX presentation if you're going to go see it. Well, and even then, it's it's interesting. Like, the trailer itself seems to have gotten, like, you know, th- there's very differing opinions on how that trailer, on pe- how the trailer landed for people as well. Like, not just how it was shown. And it it was, wasn't like, that great. Like, Polygon wrote an article about the trailer itself. It was, it was, I, I'm being nice that... It was fun to see the characters again yeah. and be back in that universe, but the trailer just wasn't that great. It looks like more of the same, which is fine. If you yeah. want more Borderlands, that's great. Um, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what the true new selling point is. 
Yeah. Aside from more, which, hey, more is cool. More is cool. They showed the new villains. I have heard a rumor that um, there might be cross-platform co-op. Maybe. Which would be awesome. I heard that, and I think it's only, though, between Xbox, PC, and not PlayStation. Boo. That would have been so cool. Yeah. So, we'll see. Who knows? Maybe it'll change. That'd be awesome. Um... Did you hear that Cowboy Bebop is getting a live-action Netflix show? I did. Did you hear who the lead cast member is? I didn't. It's John Cho. Oh, wow. As Spike Spiegel. I never watched Cowboy Bebop before, but I love John Cho. That's awesome. Like, I just, I love that his career is just, like, continuing to be awesome. Yeah. Because I really like him. Yeah, he's, he's cool. So, well, also on the Switch front, you know, just because, you know, someday you're going to have to learn how to turn that thing on. Um, there's some rumors that the Switch is going to be getting Persona 5, Ooh. A Link to the Past, Ooh. and the Metroid Prime Trilogy. That's dope. Okay. I'll do it for the Metroid Prime Trilogy. Right? Like, I'm so excited about the possibility of playing the Metroid Prime Trilogy, but, like, not with touch control, or not with, a Wiimote controls for the third one. Mm-hmm. And then just playing, you know, one and two with, like, two sticks. I think that should be super cool. There were so many, like, weird announcements on April 1st, which is April Fool's, that it was like, what is true and what isn't? Like, that's when Nintendo announced a lot of their, like, Legend of Zelda stuff was coming. And some of it was true, but not all of it. So it's, like, hard to decipher, like, what is really being told here? They, like, the Witcher Netflix series announced that Roach, Geralt's horse, is going to be replaced by a cow in the series. And there's just a whole bunch of mayhem. That's like I hate the internet on April Fool's Day yeah. so much. Yeah, so it was kind of hard to not pay attention. And at the same time, you just don't want to hear any of it. Well, like, well, the nice thing is, at least like Ubisoft, they actually did videos for their April Fool's jokes. And they also actually did them as very real things in their game, which oh, I cool. think is cool. Like, they did like the super like rainbow, cutesy version of Rainbow Six siege mm. um live for like i think a week and um instead of like your other normal fighting um people around you in for honor they added rabbits you know the crazy That's rabbit so types funny. yeah yeah they added those to for honor like for real and they did a trailer for it too and so like i love the fact that like for their april fool stuff they actually like really delivered the game yeah it, it wasn't just a joke it's yeah, a it joke but it's not a joke yeah it's yeah. a very real thing they did that's pretty cool that's what um, you got so, have you heard about this game called The Glass Staircase? No. I've heard about The Glass Ceiling. Well, The Glass Staircase, I imagine you don't want to fall through. Um, no. But uh, but it is, uh, it's a PC or and Mac game right now um, that I believe is indie developed, but it's done in the style of like PS1 era horror games, like a la Silent Hill or Clock Tower. Ooh. And so it looks like super retro. I'm actually really curious about it. I want to say it's like five bucks. I should just buy it. The Glass Staircase. The Glass Staircase. Cool. It just seemed neat. Um, and also, uh, I think you'll be excited about this one. Jackbox Party Pack has announced a volume six coming out this year. And it will feature a sequel to, to Trivia Murder Party. Oh, my God. As soon as I read it, I told Todd. <laughs> and he was like, yes. I think that's all of our favorites. It's so good. It's so funny. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to the new, the new things they're going to throw at us in the killing floor. 
Jackbox 5 was kind of like a, a bummer. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> 5 was a little bit of a, a misfire for the series. Yeah, so I'm glad they're getting back to their roots. Right? We just want sequels. Yeah. <laughs> of the of the games that we play. Yeah. Yeah. More yeah. Drawful, more Quiplash, yeah. more Fibbage, yes. more Trivia Murder Party. Yes. Yeah. So good. Cool. Um, do you have any more no- news? I only have four more news. Uh, the Avengers Endgame trailer. It dropped. Oh, yeah. It, lots... People have already like deciphered what's going to happen. Oh, people have analyzed so much yeah. of those trailers. Have you bought your tickets? No. Todd and I got our tickets for opening weekend. You know how I'm not that. But crazy. it's Endgame. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. We're, we're excited, but we're not that excited. We're seeing it on like Sunday. <laughs> but we're not that excited because it's a Sunday. No, we're seeing it on Sunday, not, not like Thursday or Friday. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, I have a feeling I already figured out how it's going to end. <laughs> but still, it's like a big moment. Yeah. So, that's, that's cool. Well, Sega has announced that on the 19th of September, uh, they are doing their Genesis Mini, a la the SNES and the NES Mini. I thought Mini. they already had one. No, it was an unofficial one made by some other company. Like, they're the official one that's going to be good. How um, did they get all those games licensed? Well, the, Sega owns publishing on a lot of their games, so they got forty games lined up, and it should be coming out on the nineteenth. I think it's like seventy nine bucks. Any games they've mentioned? Um, Castlevania Bloodlines is on there, um, but I imagine they'll have like the Sonics, Vector Man, Comic Zone, uh, Altered Beast, um, Echo the Dolphin, Toe Jam, and Earl. Probably. I mean, I think like will so, um, so Michael those... Jackson's Moonwalker be on there? Oh, if only. I doubt it will. Just because, first off, that thing's impossible to clear the music on, I think. And also, um, he's not super popular right now. Was it too soon? Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Um, So, one thing we talked about a while ago, remember that guy who lived downtown um, in downtown LA who uh, called and swatted that guy who lived in, like, Kansas? Yes! Did you hear what happened? He actually got sentenced. What? For murder, I hope. 20 years in prison. Wow. So let that be a warning to all you other swatters out there. You assholes. Like, Jesus. I mean, that sucks. Like, there are no winners in this situation. That is crazy. 20 years of his life gone. And the other guy is dead for Call of Duty. Yeah. Yikes. Um, yeah, it's bad. Yeah, crazy. Um,. So, uh, producer of the Netflix uh, Castlevania series has now another game franchise uh, under his belt that he's going to be developing into a series. Metroid. No. Oh. Hyper Light Drifter, which I think should actually be super cool because that game is very cool, but it's like a, a wordless game. It has like a really sort of like, it has a, an interesting plot that is very, it's suggested and given to you via pictures and feeling instead of like straight up words. Um, mm-hmm. really good soundtrack too, actually. So, um, Hyperlight Drifter, don't know what network or what will be happening with it, but it's at least been optioned, uh, for a TV show. Nice. Yeah. I didn't play this one. It's, it's hard. Um, I made the mistake of actually going through and, and played it and I guess I did the bosses out of order and I ended up doing a boss that should have been like boss number two or three. I did him first and it was extremely difficult, but, um, the game was satisfying. It was fun. So, but you still beat it. Oh yeah. Oh oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, duh. <laughs> All right. I had to. Um, you must. And then my last little bit of news: um, Wolfenstein Young Bloods. Yes. Or Young Blood. Yes. Uh, comes out in July. Yes. And have you heard about the the deal they're doing? 
No. If you buy like the, it's normally like 40 bucks, but if you buy the $50 Deluxo edition, you get like a free guest pass where you can then invite a friend to play your game. Oh, I actually did hear about this. Yeah. yeah. So um, I guess I'll probably end up buying the $50 version of it and then maybe we can play. That Wait, that's also, didn't they? Oh no. Okay. I'm thinking they did that for another. Um, a Way Out did that. Well, Gearbox when they were doing that PAX thing, mm. it's not it's not for Borderlands though. It's for another game in an in indie tile that they're doing. Oh, Same okay. thing. You buy one, you could give one to a friend. Yeah. Sorry. So I forgot what it was called. Well, Wolfenstein too. Youngblood. We'll be doing that too. Well, that's dope. Yeah. And that one looks super cool. Cool. Well, did you know that Game of Thrones <laughs> season eight is coming out April fourteenth? Oh my God! It's in like a week. Yeah. And to celebrate. I'm going to read a short little article by our one and only Jonathan Van Ness. Well, do you watch Game of Thrones? I love Game of Thrones. Yeah, Game of Thrones is so good. That's the first thing I'd ever seen him in. So he wrote an... Right. He's super funny. And I like that he actually pays attention to the show. Oh, yeah. Like, he knows everything. Yeah. Um. So for those of you who don't know, Jonathan Van Ness is from Queer Eye. And he's the groomer with the long hair and the gorgeousness. And he wrote an article for Entertainment Weekly, which I wanted to do last podcast, but I forgot the article, called Daenerys with the Good Hair. And I'm just going to pick a, f- a couple of these. So he basically comments on the hairstyles of some of the characters. So Cersei Lannister. I'm just going to read this right through. At first, I was not Team Cersei. Even now, I'm not sure if I'm Team Cersei. She's almost giving me the Donald Trump treatment. She's so corrupt and so messed up, but she's not even calling it fake news. She's like, yes, I'm a psycho, and I will kill you whilst falling in love with my fraternal twin brother. And I think it's refreshing to see someone so 100% authentic about their craziness. And with her hair, she can do no wrong. She can do extremely short. She can do medium-length pixie. What can Cersei not do except fall in love with someone she's blood-related to? (laughs) My feelings for Cersei's hair journey can be best described by the following number one hit single by Miss Britney Spears, Stronger. Her loneliness ain't killing her no more. (laughs) Mess. And then one other one. I'll just read them. The Daenerys. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about iconic. That is very iconic hair. For colorists out there, though, that is one of the hairstyles that has caused the most corrective color and hair crackage of all time. It's very unattainable hair. At first, that was her hair with extensions. Then I feel like it was a full wig. And then, for the last season, they colored Amelia's hair. Her hair is really short now. Um, If I was reading into that, I wonder if Daenerys experiences a haircut, which we know in Dorothy Jothraki culture means, you got that beat. I'm hoping that's not a thing and that she's serving us a lot of extensions this season. So, so cute. I love him. Uh, Brienne of of Tarth. Uh, Don't come for me unless you want to leave with a sword between your temples. But other times, like her scenes with Jamie Lannister, her hair is very soft and very feminine. It's a great example of how short hair can be a very versatile, very feminine and masculine. So, it's super cute article. Um, page 59 of the Game of Thrones. The Inter- Game Over episode? Or Ga- issue? Yeah, Game Over issue of Entertainment Weekly. So, cute. Nice. Yeah. There, she also does... Um, who else does she do? She does Sansa 
and um, Carl Drago. Oh, Carl Drago. I know. He's so hot. Mm. He's so Aquaman right now. Right. (laughs) So that was all the news I have. Do you have any other news? No. Is it time for the crush? Crush. (gasps) Crush. Whoa. Of the week. Crush. Ooh, gooey. (laughs) Um, Go. Uh, mine is Rico Rodriguez from Just Cause 4. Yes, he's the generic, grizzled-type hero for a game, except he's Latino. Um, but, like, he looks like a Latino version of uh, Nathan Drake. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's okay, because I'm enjoying that. He's fucking gorgeous. And those yeah. green eyes of his can do him no wrong. And he's super funny, I feel like. I mean, he's not, like, overtly jokey, but he's in such an absurd world that... Uh, I don't know. I can't help but imagine him as at least in on the joke. Oh my god! Now looking up, looking him up, I want to choose Gabriella Morales for my crush of the week. Also from Just Cause Four, <laughs> she fucking hot too. Well, add that to the list. But yeah, for now, Rico Rodriguez is my guy. Because first off, you know, I can't, I can't imagine someone I'd rather tether cars together to and uh, watch them explode and oh ruin god. an entire intersection with. Talking about heating up a situation. Oh, we have explosive chemistry. Oh, yes you do. Anyway, so yeah, that's mine. How about you? Uh, my um, crush of the week is handsome dad bod Peter B. Parker. Yeah! <laughs> From Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Get it! Um, need I say more? He's gorgeous. He has a tummy. But he still has his butt. And he's super funny. You know how some guys gain their tummy and lose their butt? He's got both of it. And he's super cute. And he wants, he's like making amends for like wanting to be a dad or not wanting to be a dad. And then like going, oh my God, my life is passing me by. What do I really want in my life? I'm actually old. So um, yeah, I like him. I could marry him. Could you see me with him? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Could I be like future Mary Jane Parker? Sure. Approved. Yeah? Yeah. Give me a, <laughs> give me a rubber stamp. Approved. Chunk. Okay. Sounds good. Too bad I, I look more like Doc Ock than Mary Jane, but <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Well, if you didn't have those extra arms, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Right. <laughs> uh, cool. So... On that note, <laughs> you can follow me at Satine the Dream on Instagram and Twitter and Satine on Twitch. Or you can follow me at Fast Danger on Twitter and at Mr. Gladstone on Instagram and Twitch. You can follow the podcast at BitDiffPodcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, but mostly just Twitter and Instagram for now. Yeah. Or you can send us an email at BitDiffPodcast at gmail.com. We put out episodes on Wednesdays. And would you kindly follow, rate, and comment in iTunes and Google Play and smash that subscribe button and spot Spotify while you're at it. Yeah, and leave a comment, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's it. Wow. Well, I get on a plane tomorrow, which will be in the past once this comes out. But if I'm dead by the time this comes out, I want you all to know I love you. Wow, this got serious all of a sudden. Yeah, this is like real life. Well, I hope that you're okay and that I see you back from your trip this is my goodbye i love you letter in case things don't work out the way we plan (laughs) well let's hope they work out and i'll see you for next week okay i'll see you next week and (laughs) chowsies bye-bye